Hello, my name is Federico Toledo and welcome to the Quality Sense podcast, where you will have the chance to improve your sense for quality by listening to some leaders who are amazing at what they do in the software industry. In each show, I have a one-on-one -on -one chat with them discussing specific topics related to software testing and quality. Hello everyone, today I will share with you the first part of the interview I had with Rafael Botbol from Broadcom. He is in charge of the end-to-end -end user experience from, for Blazemeter and he has a lot of knowledge related to open source tools, performance testing. I have the pleasure of being working with him and collaborating with him in different things for the last five years, I think. And, uh, you know, Rafael is this type of person that when you get together, you can not stop talking and laughing. So I hope you enjoy the interview as much as I did. Hello, Rafael. Thank you so much for participating in this show. How are you today? Great, Federico. Thank you, Thank you for having me. Uh, it's uh, super, super fun to do that with you. Uh, now we can uh, share what we are doing in the last couple of years together. Yeah, that's true. And you know, th there is something that I really missed with this situation, this uh, lockdown situation because of the COVID-19, which is visiting you in your office and having the opportunity to try one of the coffees that you prepare, the cappuccinos <laughs> with this beautiful latte art that you master. <laughs> Yeah, uh, in in Blazemeter we have a tradition that uh, first uh, you're a, um, you're some kind of a UPS delivery because we have uh, multiple sites. So every time you visit a site, you need to bring something, you know, uh, to Israel or to the to Russia or somewhere in the in Europe. Uh, mm -hmm. Then you become a barista uh, <laughs> because uh, you you need to know how to make good coffee. Otherwise, you won't have good code. And only then you become a developer, a performance engineer. Uh, that's where we can trust you. You know how to do great coffee. Well, I'm far away from that, you know. <laughs> hey, you can join our training. That's fine. Ooh, Maybe ooh. not today. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will. Uh, well, the, um, the main topic I, I would like to address today with you is uh, related to how to optimize costs in software testing, um, particularly in performance testing, because I know that you have a, um, a great background uh, having working for a startup, uh, which was acquired for a corporation, which was acquired for a bigger corporation. So you, uh, I understand that in your experience, you have been working with different, in different contexts with different companies in different situations. So probably from, from that, you, you, I guess you, you have a lot of things to, to share about that, which I believe that is a topic, uh, very relevant for uh, nowadays that uh, with with this situation so what's what's your view on the on, on on the topic what what do you think about that uh, the one one thing i learned with blaze meter is that uh, the industry always surprises me uh when uh when we started in blaze meter i thought you know uh the only the big companies the fortune 100 needs those high scales and uh I discovered that it's actually the opposite, or let's say uh, uh, 
you would be surprised how a startup can uh, challenge your product in a way that uh, no one uh, challenged it before. And uh, it, it's, it's fun. It's, it's actually very exciting to everyone to get that challenge of, uh, you know, you need to drive network. Uh, the KPI is network, so how would you do that? Uh, um, with regards to performance, and I had to be more efficient with that. I think uh, the first and foremost is basically uh, having that embedded into your software development lifecycle. Uh, we always, you know, it, we coined the continuous testing and shift left, shift right, but uh, people don't, didn't really understood that by reusing the tests, that the assets of a performance test that you worked so hard to create, uh, you can help your developers, QA, uh, uh, even operation guys, do experiments and get faster results. And I'm, doing, I'm saying experiment because if you think about it, every time you write code, you're doing an experiment, right? You're, it's like art. You're trying something, but, but um, indifferent to art, you can really easily change and do undo in the drafts and many drafts. Um, you're trying something and you want to get quick results to know if what you did makes sense, not does it perform, does you have issues. Um, and we see more and more organizations and I'm happy to say that all, also startups are taking that like from day one, which is great to see because it will bubble up. Uh, and implementing tests, performance tests, all the way, even in like the integration environment, even on your laptop, uh, well, it's not going to be the full blown, but the idea is that if you take those assets and you run them, um, then you are able to create first a baseline, second, a validation that the business flow is still working because, hey, I used, it worked for me before my uh, code change and after my code change, or uh, I upgraded my database and I wanna make sure that I get the same kind of trend. Um, and it's a good, you know, something that you, uh, check your pulse and say eh, it makes sense, and then the feedback is uh, faster. So I think that's uh, one of the things that uh, really help organizations uh, push um, and be more effective because you find issues faster. And we all know that uh, if you deployed it and it's already now in staging, and that's the first time you do a performance test, and you find a functional issue, you're gonna waste a lot of time on that. One is the time the performance engineers will assume it's not a functional issue and they will try to figure out what happened there. Uh, uh, second, when they will figure out it's a functional issue, then it will take time to them to convey all the knowledge to the developers. And then the developers will start working on that. If we shift left, or also shift right, we can talk about it later, uh, the developers first get to own that, Second, they know that way before and they can do the change. You don't even to need to stress your performance engineers for that. I, while you were talking, I remembered a talk you give, you, you, you did in, in a conference uh, that I saw related to shift left performance testing, which is, uh, I think, uh, one of the ways we have uh, in order to reduce costs or maybe to improve optimize I, I like more the idea of optimization of costs mm -hmm. more than reducing costs because it, it, i think we can get much more value from what we are already investing by doing some adjustments to some things uh, in the way we do it like if we start earlier as you as you mentioned i think we we we, we can get much more results and, and benefits from what we do. I, I really 
I really like this idea. And typically when people speak about shift left testing, they, they think mainly in automation or, or functional testing, but it's also, uh, it also applies to performance testing, right? Yeah, it, it, in my opinion, it's a shift of mind. It's, uh, um, yeah. you, it's you look at your developers as not people that write code. They own the application and it's our job to empower them to be able to do that. Now, if I'm a developer, should I know all the bits and bytes of my database? Obviously not, but I should be able to connect to that and somebody needs to facilitate that for me. And if I have a requirement from the database, I can go to my uh, database manager and kind of talk with them and kind of see what we can do with that. Same goes for security, right? If I'm a developer and I want to write uh, code, I want my code to be secured. Like I'll do my best to know the best practices, uh, I'll make sure that my NPM uh, packages are checked with something like Snake, or uh, I'll make sure that uh, I'm following best practice. Uh, I will become knowledge about um, SQL injection and will implement something because I want my code to be secured. However, the organization will not expect me to go and do the penetration testing, right? Uh, it's a different mindset, a different skill. So same goes for everything that uh, um, goes with quality. Like uh, the end goal is quality. Testing is one way to do that, and it's not the only way, but it's uh, something that will, um, you talked about um, uh, saving, uh, reducing costs versus uh, getting uh, more. I think it's just a, a return of investment question, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Just like in uh, soccer, if you have the best defending team without the attacking uh, part of it, then you're not going to win. If you have just <laughs> attacking but you don't have defense, you're not going to win as well. Um, so it's a kind of a balance that you need to get in order to uh, uh, get the most uh, for your investment. True, that's true. I really like the, the, the analogy with one of the most popular sports in Latin America, you know? I, and, and yeah, you guys have Suarez, so, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank my team, Abstracta, for sponsoring and helping me to create this podcast. Abstracta is a company fully dedicated to software testing that can work with you to push the quality of your products and processes to the next level. Okay, um, well, there is um, also some, some things that uh, typically happens, thinking more in the, in the right part of the process, if we start shifting right our mind. Uh, something that I've, that I've seen, that I see typically is that uh, when you find problems in, in production, you just put more hardware. <laughs> you increase the, the hardware and that increases the costs, right? So probably there are a lot of things in order to uh, that we can do there in, in the right side of the of the process in order to optimize also. What's what's your your, your view or your insights about that? Uh, it's funny, your time for that question uh, is interesting. Uh, two things. One is uh, uh, just before the whole COVID nineteen uh, started, I talked with the, my colleague and friend uh, Feloni, Steve Feloni. And uh, we went, we talked about the days that cloud just started and people said, oh, that's it. You don't need performance testing. 
uh, what you need to mm-hmm. do is just move to the cloud. And, and he told me that he had a talk and said, but, but you can't scale forever, right? What will you do? And, and are you willing to pay all that additional cost? I think the history uh, made, uh, like said that performance testing is still there, even though we are in the cloud. Um, yes. And uh, I see startups that actually uh, are helping people to optimize the, uh, uh, the hardware. So, uh, and what optimize is, I don't know, it can be money, it can be throughput, it can be uh, standardization, um, uh, but they allow you to kind of, you know, use your performance test in order to check a lot of your configuration and then suggest you the best optimal configuration based on the KPIs that you had. And one of them is a startup that uh, I did a webinar with called the Concertium. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, it's, it was like a perfect fit. If you think about today, like, you know, the hottest uh, buzzword is Kubernetes, right? Yeah. You go somewhere, it's like, uh, can, can you do it on Kubernetes? Yeah, of course, my <laughs> coffee machine works on Kubernetes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, it's a challenge because uh, Kubernetes solves a lot of problems, that's for sure. But it also creates a lot of problems and new problems because now, yeah, you can scale, but you need to go and start standardize things and you need to make the application able to do that and how you know which configuration to do based on the application. And I think we're going to see more and more of that happening. Uh, and uh, also with, the, with regards to the uh, shift right, every customer that did shift left, the second they figured that out and saw the value, they were like, can I, how can I run that in production? Because then you can create the baseline versus the production data. And it's like synthetic monitoring, but not for the monitoring and ops guy, for the performance engineers, right? So if you're a performance engineer and uh, you are entitled on the, let's say, uh, March Madness or Black Friday or a fantasy football, something like that, the, the first thing is gonna, okay, what is the scale? How do I know what are the pestle criteria? And usually you need to work with ops and uh, APM like New Relic and CA uh, DXI and uh, AppDynamics to kind of figure out the business, uh, the business flow and what are the KPIs for that. It's a lot of work, but they can just go now into the same tool that they use and look at the same business flow that they run as a performance and they're running their integration and staging and pre-production and see it on real time. Uh, and just grab those KPIs and say, those are my KPIs and run the performance test. Yeah, the closer you are to the user, the smaller is the gap between the test environment and, and, and the real use of the application, right? So yeah. decreasing this, this, working in this gap, reducing this gap, I think it's the way of reducing the, the risk because you reduce the questions you have about how will work in production. But... Every time I, I talk about testing in production, people has, hesitate. It's like, um, oh, how can I do that? I, I, I cannot uh, take resources from the servers that are using the, uh, my, my users. Uh, so how companies do that? Or is there any particular thing to take into account in order to run effectively testing production? Let's see. I think it all starts with the decision of are we going to test in production or not? Because if if you decide that it's not you know important to you, you will find all the excuses, right? Uh, 
some would say, uh, uh, some actually have good technical issues of regulation, right? So mm -hmm. it's not that they don't want, they try to figure out how they don't get the private information uh, stored somewhere, somewhere in the cloud in a, a break regulation. But apart from that, and and also, and, and there are ways to deal with that. It's just the most complicated case of that. Every company can test in production. And I'm saying to them, like, if you don't test in production, you're guessing. You might have a really good guessing game, and you might be the best guesser in the world, but you're guessing. Why? Because even if your environment is 100%, if you didn't test your actual production or what is about to be production, you could fall just because of a configuration issue or just because somebody forgot to switch a flag somewhere or the code was a bit different and those kind of things. To me, and we saw it with all of our customers and the, and the beautiful thing about BlazeMeter, it's a product that catered to five people in a garage startup and to a Fortune 100 company that needs to go full blown. So we see all the the, the, the market and all the needs there and all the companies that we work with, most of them, let's say, most of them are doing it in production uh, because today you have, uh, you know, technologies that allow you to do blue-green, for example, mm -hmm. so you can do that. Uh, people are already embedding uh, maintenance windows into their uh, SLAs, so they are having those uh, maintenance windows and there is a, a lot of ways that you can test in production without interfering with your uh, current uh, users uh, or production environment uh, uh, or at least minimize that. So, you know, big e-commerce, big banks, uh, 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 telecommunication companies, they all could have said, well, you know, we need to be 100% up, we will lose money, we'll do that. And they all test in production. So, and they don't get, you know, charged by their customers on the SLA and those kind of things. So can you do that? Yes. But it all starts with the, hey, we need to do that because otherwise we're guessing. Yeah, with the decision. Someone, someone told me once that if you don't test in productions, in production, your users will do that. <laughs> so <it's laughs> but that's true, you know. If you don't test, your user will be your, your testers. Now the question, what do you want to, who do you want to fail? Yes, exactly. Who do you want to, to find the bugs for you? <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. okay. but, but it's true that, uh, uh, for example, like, you know, all of us know about the canary testing, which uh, allows us to get, uh, uh, and I think canary testing is great. Like, but it's not a replacement for a performance test. There are a lot of things that we used to do only via performance, and now we can do with canary testing. Uh, it also requires a mature, the organization to be uh, mature. But uh, I, I remember um, on one of our QBRs, we invited uh, uh, one of the uh, top performance engineers in Netflix, uh, yeah, one of the advantages in uh, being in the Bay Area. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and it was you know somebody in the in the uh, crowd asked him, uh, so you guys don't do performance testing because you do canary so well, uh, and he said no. He he basically said like uh, no. It, it, there are some some things that now we can do better with canary and mitigate the risk, um, but we do performance. And there are some things you cannot do with canary. So for example, if you have three servers for your microservice, you cannot really do canary testing. If you have 100 or 500 users, 
really tough to do Canary. We, to do Canary, you need to have thousands and thousands of users um, so you'll be able to do something uh, which is uh, uh, give you the impact that you want, but not impact your users. I divided this interview into different parts. So if you want to continue listening to the rest of the interview, don't miss the next episode. I hope your sense for quality got better after this conversation. Thank you so much for listening and please subscribe to Quality Sense Podcast. Tell your friends, your family, your colleagues or whoever you think can benefit from listening to it. I hope to see you soon. Adios amigos.